Adventures Deadland. It's going to be great. Adventures in Deadland. Hello, my name is Colfax. Yo, I'm Gerbil. Hey, do uh, I sound any different? Yeah, you sound really loud. Like oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm excited, dude. Why do you sound different? No, I sound different to myself because I got new headphones. You think people would hear that? Yeah. Why would they? Th- why would they would different? hear that because of my excitement? Because of your confidence? Because you have headphones? You're really excited about these headphones. You bought like the radio station headphones, which is exciting. It only took me how many years was I at iHeart, and then I left iHeart, and now I'm a real radio personality. You know, I not to take away from it, <laughs> not from you because I think it's great, but like, and this sounds so messed up. You know, double A, when you hear this, you got to tweet us and tell you it's true. Like if somebody walked into a studio and they had some weird, like, uh, not professional headphones, uh-huh. they would, you would judge the quality of what they're doing, which is crazy. Like what a <laughs> gatekeeping thing to do. I mean, I feel like I that's know, just man. how I've, you know what? There's two sides to that coin. One is. You could look at it and say, oh, my gosh, they're learning that they need headphones so they can hear themselves so they can do the job right or try to get the job by doing it right. The other side is the gatekeepy judging because and I used to bring in crappy headphones to do stuff like, you know, the shifts that I had to do, like I had these weird piano headphones. And I tell you what, they it makes a difference. It makes a huge difference to have real headphones. It Here's does the thing. And, and it wasn't even about money because sometimes I worked with somebody. They brought like these beats in. Yeah. They had beats headphones. Are there still a thing? Are people yeah. still like beats headphones. I think so. I mean, I and don't know. Like, any. what are you like Snoop Dogg coming in here? Like <laughs> beats headphones, Dr. Dre. Um, But also, I, I don't know. I know it's kind of gatekeeping, but if like we were contractors and you hired somebody and they showed up with like a, my first play school hammer. You'd be like, yo, man, like, are you really going to build something with that, homie? Like, I don't know. It's weird and judgmental, though. It's very gatekeepy. There was a lot of things about radio that were gatekeepy. Yeah. We could almost do an episode just on that. Like, the different Absolutely. ways that people work at radio stations gatekeep not only people that don't work at radio stations, but gatekeep other people that work inside of radio stations. Mm-hmm. The it's whole true. thing comes from a fear that, like, there's no way to progress unless somebody gets fired. And there's, you know, the only way out is when you get fired, someone's going to take your job. And mm-hmm. I think that puts a psychological thing on your head. So you mock other people's headphones. None Absolutely. of that matters because we have headphones. Now you're a professional. I know, dude. And it feels great. They're really comfortable. I should have done this a long time ago. Yeah. That's, that's weird that you should have bought the industry standard a long time ago. <laughs> Are you cheap about stuff like that? Not necessarily about the headphones. Like, do you buy the thing you know is going to work the best or do you try and skirt and like get by with what you can do? Because there's two distinct thoughts on that. There are two distinct thoughts. And I'm somebody who usually goes all in. Mm -hmm. I will buy the high quality whatever before I even have done whatever the thing is. Example, I went surfing. I mean, years ago now, but. I went surfing and they told me, you know, it'd be good if you had a wetsuit. I bought like this crazy $600 wetsuit and I didn't even live in California when I went surfing. So like 
<laughs> there was no reason to have bought such an expensive wetsuit for surfing because I was going to do it one time. But I felt like if I was going to do it, I might as well go all in on the suit. And then maybe if I like it, I'll come back and I'll do more surfing. Like that was my mental state. You I had like no money and I bought this crazy expensive wetsuit. You still have the wetsuit. I do. It Does doesn't it still fit. fit? <laughs> I found it the other day and my, you know, nobody's talking about the COVID-15 or whatever. Whatever I actually went up is keeping me from my really nice wetsuit. You know, it's weird. We were just talking about this yesterday. We were talking about ice pick. I had to fix the, uh, my ice maker, my refrigerator was like frozen. It, there's mm-hmm. like a iceberg in the part where the ice comes out. And yeah. I'm like, I wish you had an ice pick. And I'm at like one of those restaurant ice picks that was like a screwdriver, except it's a pick. But then you and I looked at like ice axes on, on the internet. I bought some crampons years ago. I was climbing 14. I've climbed like seven 14ers in my so don't make it sound like I'm into the wild. Right. <laughs> but we were doing it during a time where there could be snow in this thing. So I went and I was going to get some crampons. They're like these things that go in your shoe, go spikes. So you can walk on ice. It helps you have traction. And even the guy at the guy that was selling them to me at REI was like, yeah, you could probably get these like $11 ice spikes and be fine. Homie. Like <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> Instead, I bought like these photo foldable, like, uh, you could climb Mount Everest with them, like like neoprene coated, you know, like yeah. like super these high end stuff. And you know what? How I used them zero times. Yeah, because we got up there and there was no snow. And I was yeah. like, well, peace out. I think I gave them to somebody. I was like, take these. Like, good luck walking on ice. So I'm with <laughs> you. You know, there is something to buying the right thing. Like I bought um my son is going through Xbox controllers like. <sighs> The problem is his hands are a little. This is still incidental. I just realized this a couple of days ago because I was watching him. He holds the little sticks on the controller like a joystick, like this. Oh, he does because his hands are little. They can't like he can't go around like oh. hold it like his. I'm like, dude, that's so bad. A couple of years ago when he started to play Xbox, he was. I was like, well, I'm gonna get you like the Mad Cat's controller. Like I'm gonna get you the shitty controller. Like <laughs> it's like seventeen dollars, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you know what happened? It broke within like, of course it did. So yeah. like now I'm just going to buy him official stuff and just understand that like I, I'm going to eat it's it. It's expensive. He's going to use it in a way that I don't think is great. But, but like, what are you going to do? man? You no. got to buy the right thing. I don't want to give him anxiety, particularly with the kids on like what, like money anxiety or something. Oh, that's dude. I'm so far. So our episode, we teased this last one is, is children and anxiety. I actually talked to a health professional about this this week after we talked about it, because I was super interested on whether kids now are suffering more anxiety than they ever have before, or teachers, medical professionals, parents are better at identifying anxiety in kids, which maybe they didn't do before. Like we're uh-huh. looking for signs, which maybe they didn't when we were growing up. Or, you know, is it is it we're identifying more or is it that 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 anxiety amongst little people is more prevalent now than it was back in the day? And yeah. the answer I got from the professional is probably a combination of both. Like one, you know, these kids are you know, in a pandemic wearing masks, virtual learning, like the world's weird. Of course, they're going to experience more anxiety than, you know, previous generations have. But also like the stigma of mental health. And mental health care 
is less than it's ever been before. Mm-hmm. So it's it's you know it's less daunting to say, "Yo, my kid got this. He feels this. He he does this." There's less of a stigma to say, "Yo, the dude's got anxiety. It's stressful." You know what I mean? Like it's not as maybe back in the day, even when I was a kid or when you were a kid, you know, you just they would just shake it off. You know what I mean? Like I don't think. I don't know if that was as prevalent as that, like diagnosing. Yeah, I know there's a big thing where they were diagnosing every kid with ADHD. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because that's what they discovered it. And they're like, well, every kid has ADHD. <laughs> and I, I wonder if it's like every kid's filled with anxiety. How much is like natural anxiety for a kid to have? Like, is it problematic anxiety? Like, I don't know the answer. Like, do they do things like every kid probably feels stress? Mm-hmm. Like My kids feel stress. Is it like out of bounds? Like, should my kids be medicated? No. Does it affect their life? I don't think on a grand scale. They have days that are better and worse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't see it as an overarch, but I think there's more kids now that are like stressed out than ever have been before. That's, yeah, I think that's a true assessment. I mean, there's, because we, we can't even really relate to what kids are going through today because of the overwhelming changes from, you know, their time now from when I grew up and when you grew up, like it was just completely different. We had different struggles and different things going on, different setups and all. I, um, I really want to relate that to this book that, you know, you, you brought up double a earlier. He, he told me to read a book and it's about how different generations kind of deal with, you know, society in general and how, as you become more, individual and your parents are a little bit more, not helicopter, but more protective. It's like protect the youth because they're individuals like this individual individuality kind of like spikes up. And then it's hard for a nation to run because nobody's nation building. And I wonder if there's something of that in there because yes, there's anxiety. And did we have it when we were younger? Of course we did, you know, like, uh, little weird things that crop up and that I'm anxious about even to this day when I think about them have shaped me to who I am because that's what life is. You get like hit really hard and then it changes how you react to something in the future. And then you're just a different person. But like, we haven't dealt with a pandemic when we were in school, we didn't have to deal with like Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all these other social medias where people are like trolling other kids and YouTube, like we didn't have YouTube where people yeah, were just putting up their own created content and or, like dude, teaching like, children weird things. Even like being able to connect, like these kids yeah. having like virtual play dates and playing Fortnite together. Like we uh-huh. didn't have that and they access it much earlier. You know, yeah. it's interesting. I like to bring up, the, I, I pick on boomers, man. <laughs> like there's always these fallacy, you know, like, like these older generations typically are like, well, we didn't do that when we were kids and mm-hmm. it turned out okay. But that's such a stupid like way of looking at things. No. You know what I mean? Like all the time, I'm like, I don't know. Like the, I'm like, I wouldn't let the kids ride. I, I wouldn't let my, my daughter still a little. She's she's. I was gonna say frail, but that's not right, dude. She's <clears throat> she's not quite big enough to sit in the front seat. Also about to be a black yeah. belt. So but my parents, <laughs> yeah, my parents are like, you know, when you were growing up, you rode in the back of a truck. And I'm like, yeah, man. I mean, how many kids back in the, those days were thrown from the back of the trucks and killed? Like, we don't have an answer for that, dude. Like, 
just because we did it. It's like the seatbelt thing, dude. Yeah. And this all plays into masks and things where we're going. But like people are like, well, we just had like lap belts and now you keep them in cars. I had problems with my parents when my son was born because my daughter, I'm like, she's still in this car seat and it's like face backwards. And I made when my son, my wife was in the hospital. I went to my parents' house. And I installed this car seat and they were like, that's a lot for this. And I'm like, yeah, it is. They're like, we just stuck you in the back. And I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I survived. Also, we have, I'm glad we have the knowledge that like she's got a better chance of survival because we understand these seats work. And if they're installed correctly, it keeps her safer. Like just because you did it back in the day, doesn't make it like fine. You know what I mean? And nowadays, like when I left the hospital with our kids, they won't let you leave unless they see you have a car seat and that it's installed correctly. Like they check it. Like when I, because people are fucking stupid. They don't (laughs) install things right, dude. That's the problem. Like, yes, you're right. It's just like all the time. When I was a kid, we used to like leave the house and then we wouldn't return until the streetlights were out there. And I'm like, well, yeah, that was like 1974. It was different, dude. Like, yeah. And how many, how many children didn't show back up? We know (laughs) different now. You know what I mean? Like, you learn the idea of generation to generation is you learn from your mistakes and you try and be better in the next generation to do make wiser choices. Hopefully our kids see something that we did and they're like, well, this is really the way we should have done it. And they'll know something better than we did. Absolutely. And I actually, I'm really interested in reading. There was something that came up on my newsfeed and it was like a history of the beat cop. Like the idea of why this is kind of, throwing us into a weird trajectory here but but i i swear it does fit the idea of it is that beat cops used to be people from the community right and so like somebody would walk the beat with like a little wooden stick and like hit people that were trying to steal stuff and how you know cops now are usually transplants like they're from somewhere else they go to a precinct and then they're like going some other area to like you know check and peruse and and do whatever that same thing is also true in the fifties when boomers were like running outside until the streetlights came on, when they had like one in their town, nobody was a transplant. Everybody lived and grew up in the same area. Everybody knew who everybody was. I mean, I looked at buying a house and, and thinking about like, Ooh, the neighbors and you know, who's going to be here. Who will I know in a couple of years? I've lived on the same street for like two years now. I still only know two people on my entire street because nobody talks to anybody. Like there's a weird sense of community. So am I going to let my kids run outside and then just be unsupervised in a community of people that I don't know? No. <laughs> See, how we, we, we're going to have to do some investigation. I'm going to throw you a block party. Cause I, I actually have, I mean, I, the beat cop thing is valid and that works better on the East coast where they have like these neighborhoods, which are, you know, in the Midwest, where you have a neighborhood, you have somebody from the neighborhood that's the cop, and you know everybody. Like I actually know all of our neighbors, mm. and like, like that's interesting. Kid, yeah, like my son next door plays with. There's a little boy next door that's a couple months younger than my son, and when it's nice out, they play all the time. But like they know, they go too far down the street. There's an old lady that lives like second house from the bottom. She'll text me. She's like, yo, your kids are awfully close to the bottom of the street. And I'm like, cool. I appreciate that. Like, I know enough. Yeah. The the neighbors, we have enough neighbors. We have families on the street. Like, I would let them play in the front. And it's fine. Hmm. Like, there's enough adults that I know on the street that, like, if they were doing something dumb, like, if they were skateboarding down the middle of the street, like, there's somebody that would say, hey, 
stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, I wonder if that's just my block then. Like, oh, you should make <clears throat> friends with your neighbors, dude. I don't know what's going on. I just don't even see any of them out. Like during the summer, we're the youngest. So we moved into a, a an area that's like a bunch of older people. And slowly but surely, they've been changing out. So like there's younger families around and I've seen them move in and I've tried to like connect with them. And in the summertime, our kids are out playing all the time on the front street, but I never see anybody. And if they come, they like come, they park in their garage and then they close the garage while the car's still running. Like it's one of those kind of neighborhoods. It's weird. It is weird. Now, yeah, we know the kids next door. I, you know, I'm pretty comfortable with a lot of these families on here not all of them but like we know them maybe you should throw a block party during the summer dude a crab boil that sounds awesome i don't know what that is i do know what that is i was just come on dude <laughs> we're in denver like you know crab boil you're gonna go to cherry creek reservoir and get yourself some crabs dude some if there are day. some <laughs> you're gonna go to cherry creek reservoir and get crabs sounds like I, uh, an std bro i think uh yeah i think there's something to that dude it, the whole thing is changed either way i i wonder if that would cause if there was like a sense of community in a neighborhood like they had back in the day if kids would feel less stressed like being out if they knew if there was like adults and other kids i think we've compartmentalized ourselves and i think part of that has to do with covid a lot of that has to do with covid hmm. it adds to the stress the kids aren't out there being kids because they're masked up and they're not going places and they're not going to trampoline parks or whatever the places may be yeah. you know they just lifted the mask restriction last week in denver yeah and like nobody's wearing masks, which is fine. <clears throat> I'm not mad about it. Like, do what you want to do. But like, my son still wears a mask. He still wears it to school. And like, if we go like into a gas station, he'll still wear it. So like, I'll wear it to support him. But like, at some point, you know, he's gonna figure out they're gonna stop doing masks at school. And like, he's gonna they're gonna have to work through this. The fact that they've spent like a year plus wearing a mask, you know, being jumpy around people, like we're going to have to reintegrate them back into society. And I think that's going to be a huge challenge that I, I don't see being an easy thing for anybody, you know? Yeah. Talk about anxious, man. Like I, I, I tell you, and, and you can even go back and listen to one of our first episodes. I talk about this because that's when like masks were the big thing. I was watching a movie and I saw people just walking through a mall with no mask because it was a movie that was before, you know, the pandemic. And it was jarring, like, to see that. And that was jarring for me, an adult. Like, imagine during your formula, uh, formulative years, all of a sudden, like, you have to do this for two years straight, which you're going to always remember. And then what happens? <laughs> like, no, that's, that's like you, you, hear, you hear stories of, you know, people's grandparents not throwing tinfoil away or something like reusing it because they lived through the, the depression. Like what kind of weird ticks are going to kind of come out of this that are just going to be life changing for an entire generation? Well, and some kids are different. We went to the bar last night, bar restaurant. They're doing a fundraiser for the school. And uh, my daughter had some friends who were hanging out and they were just chilling at this table masks off walking around you know and i was like you can go hang with them and take off your mask if you want and they're like but in restaurants we wear the mask until we eat so it's like huh i don't know like i i want you to do what's comfortable but like also don't miss out on hanging out with your dudes or your chicks your bros or your ladies like i, I they're gonna have to navigate that just like we're gonna have to navigate it i was yeah. in i don't know if i told this last week i'll tell it again because i don't even care <laughs> but we were in the taekwondo thing and some dude 
like confronted the guy that runs the taekwondo store like he was like uh so when do you think the uh kids are going to stop wearing masks in there hmm. and the guy that runs it was like yo it's going to be a little bit he goes i'm anticipating like end of march and this dude this stupid spread neck man he was like, well <laughs> uh he looked at me like he wanted confirmation i could tell because i'm okay at reading people right he looked at me and he wanted me to like back up what he was saying yeah right? i could tell from the look he was all like you down with me maga and i was like <laughs> he he told the guy that runs it he was like look um i could go to my son's doctor it's got to be tough to do this type of physical activity with a mask on and maybe it would be easier for him if he didn't have a mask on and the guy that runs it said hey first of all like we have adults that are doing way more strenuous things than the kids are and they're wearing a mask and i think they're getting through it okay he goes but also we have a bunch of kids here that are between the ages of like three and like seven yeah who haven't had the opportunity to be vaccinated yet. Mm-hmm. He goes, and I don't think it's fair to them until we can ensure them to give them the choice to vaccinate or not. Right. And this guy was like, well, just let me know. I could go to my doctor. Or I could get a note. And I wanted to tell this guy, I'm like, you know what? You obviously lean a certain way, but like you apparently don't believe in the free market because here you are telling a business owner what he should be doing. But in reality, he's a business owner. And in America, a capitalist society, a free market economy, that business owner should be able to do what he wants, even yeah. if you don't agree with it. Because yeah. if you don't like that you can't kid can't wear a mask in here, you can find somewhere else to go. Absolutely. Back. Use your dollars somewhere yeah. else. Back. Like yeah. go somewhere else, homie. Yeah. Like it's weird. And I think the dude that owns it handled it really well, but it's like uh it's frustrating. Like, why does he have to do that? Like, why should he have to justify that? It's his business, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I go to the nail salon to get a pedicure, and those ladies are all wearing face masks because they don't want to breathe in, like, the chemicals of the sanding emulsifier they put on my toenails at the end of the summer. <laughs> You sound. You made that sound really convincing that you've done that before, dude. Dude, I go. I listen. I have it during COVID. I don't want to distract this. We will talk about that in a minute. But like, it's not my business. I'm like, hey, why are you wearing a mask right now? We're on these dangerous chemicals. I don't want you to wear a mask. It's not my business, dude. Yeah, wear a mask if you want. You know, like that's the thing that's getting weird. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's getting weird now. Like, I'm not trying to make anybody wear a mask. At this point, what are you going to do? Like, wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. It's your business. But I, I don't know if you've picked up on it. Maybe my family masks more and I spend more time in like the Greenwood Village area, which is has a propensity for like a different type of person. But I get a lot of people, the King Subers that will look at us and I can tell just from the way they look at us because I have a mask on like these they're snide. And I'm like, dude, I, I am not judging you. Like, why don't you stay in your lane, man? Yeah. Like, why don't you just stay? I don't want to be confrontational i don't say anything i don't try and fist fight i'm not trying to make you do anything that you don't want to do so like stay away from me stay in your lane dude like if my son wants to wear a mask in the grocery store forever then he will and if he does then i'm going to because there's assholes like that they're going to say something yeah. so i'll always stand in solidarity with him like as long as he wants to wear it i will wear it with him like stay in your lane it doesn't bother it doesn't affect you one way or the other dude like yeah it's gotten to be weird, man. People are weird. Like they don't want people to tell them what to do, but they certainly want to go tell other people what to do. And bringing it back home, I think that creates ambiguity with things like masks and things like how you act in public, which I think gives kids stress. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's okay. 
Yeah, that's extra stressful because, you know, at some level they're their understanding of that, right? Like kids are kids pick up on a lot. Like they do, they pick up on a heck of a lot of things, but you know, when you have something thrown into the mix where, you know, a business wants to continue using a mask or doesn't or whatever. And, you know, my kid, he's over the moon that they're done with masks at school. And so like, he's like, I don't have to wear a mask today. Like the day, the first day that they didn't have to. And I was like, just put it in your pocket. Just in case it gets overwhelming, you don't know if it's going to happen. You'll have it. He's like, but I don't need it. And I was like, put it in your pocket. (laughs) He didn't use it. But at the same time, like it was there. And the day before that, like the week, like the week before I was picking, I was picking them up. We all knew that it was going to be lifted, you know, the next Monday or whatever. And I was wearing a mask, picking up the, you know, kid from school because it was still mandatory. And of course there was the one guy waiting for his kid leaning over with no mask on yeah, being like no mask on Monday. Isn't that great? We're all done with this mask thing. This is great. This is really great. <laughs> I was like, who cares? I don't care. Like it's not your business. Yeah. Man. Like we're outside. So it's cool. Like don't wear one, but also don't be like in my face about how there's no masks on Monday. Like, I don't care. <laughs> it's none of your business whether I'm married or not. Yeah, dude, it's super weird, man. It's I know weird. we're getting people away from take, like, the kids. Yeah, people, people take are weird, it weird dude. Yeah. I don't get it, man. Like, I think what's going to, I mean, I, I'm not a tough guy, but I'm going to have to boot f- one of these parents <laughs> at time. And I think that's going to have to be the way we fix this, dude. Like, I mean, I don't know, dude. I don't understand. Like the worst it should be right now. I went, if, for instance, I went and visited a client the other day. And like, I rolled in with a mask because I don't know. Yeah. And we got back there and they like, didn't have it on. And I was like, oh, I can take it off. And they were like, well, no, 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 we can put it. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, here's my policy going forward. If I go into a place and people are wearing masks, then I'm going to wear a mask. If the employees have to wear a mask, then I will wear a mask. Yeah. But if not, like, I think I'm okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's good. And that's in spite of all these people that wouldn't wear masks. You know, we ended up winning. Because people did wear masks and get vaccinated. So now we're to this point. It wasn't thankful to you who fought it the whole time. Like, it's in spite of you that we got through of all this. Right. You know, I just hope that the kids get a better sense. Hopefully they learn from this a better sense, sense of empathy between, like, other people. Like, maybe a little more common understanding. Because I think we need that a lot. And maybe mm-hmm. if they can pick up on some of that, that would be great. Like maybe teach your parents like to be better about things, you know, and hopefully they work through this, man. I don't know. I mean, I think back in the day, if you were talking about like teaching a kid, like breathing techniques or meditation, they'd be like, what are you the Dalai Lama? But it's pretty (laughs) natural now. You know what I mean? Like figure it out, dude. You know, I don't know, man. I worry about all of them collectively, not mine or yours particularly, because I think they're all in good places, but like in general, I worry what it's going to look like going forward. Although kids are pretty resilient. Maybe it's like a month of weird and then balls to the wall, dude. And it's fine. Like it's just back to back to regular, you know what I yeah. mean? Or, or maybe it's the new regular and we put too much weight into it. I don't, I don't know the answer. We'll find out when, it, at what point are we going to change our intro to say it's not raising kids during a pandemic? I mean, does it last forever? I mean, I don't know if it lasts forever, but I mean, the effects do. That's the thing, right? Like right now we're in sort of this weird 
like lull where the pandemic is kind of coming to an end from what people are saying because we don't have mass mandates anymore and the vaccine is you know readily available and people are able to get it and there's lots more research as it will through time continue to come out but also the i think the other thing that's tough about it is that we live in a society where news is today right like yesterday's news is something that's not important anymore and so like you know are we like, are we going to call it? And then if something changes, then we like backtrack. <laughs> like, yeah. That's how that, like it's, you know, I don't know what's going to, when happen. you're coming out of like, when, like you, you bring it back to history when you're coming out of like the depression, you're probably hesitant to call it because you don't want anything to bring you back to where, you know, you're starving and you don't have anything. Well, here's the huge problem. And I am a huge, my wife is works in a science related field stem. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Um, sounds right to me. Good. <laughs> I maybe that's what we teach our kids on how important science is. If this has taught us anything, it's taught us that people are stupid and don't understand science. Mm. Like I was just on Twitter this morning. Someone's like funny that, uh, two years ago, uh, you said that masks were this and now it's this we're science. And I'm like, science is researching things and it's changed. Also like, you learn things as it goes along and opinions can change. I think people have a hard time with that. dude. Mm-hmm. Like also, you know, it's changed in itself. Like think about that first variant, the alpha variant is different from this Omicron Optimus prime variant that was out there last time. Like the situation evolves. And I think people are weird and maybe a little dumb because they want some sort of concrete answer. Maybe it comes from fear. They don't understand it. So they want some sort of concrete answer. When they don't get it, they're like, everything's fake. But like the, like the CDC is a great example. Like the situation has changed. At first, mm-hmm. they were like, we don't want you to use like KN95 masks or whatever those are called because they couldn't get enough for people in the hospital. But now you can get enough. So they're like, yo, if you have to wear a mask, you should wear one of these because it offers great protection. Yeah. You see on the internet, people are like, well, why didn't you say we could wear it before? I'm like, because we didn't have it before. Like the situation has evolved. Yeah. Well, and, and I then think people have a hard time dealing with that. You know what I mean? I think also too, people just like, they want science to be fast, right? Like they think of science as flying cars. It's like, why is my car not driving by itself? Automated, automated cars. But also like the technology's there. We just don't trust people to be driving around an automated car. Well, because <laughs> people are crazy. I, I've actually <laughs> done, I've done, I've done an inordinate amount of uh, self-driving cars. This is the side. And listen, I'm going to tease right now. I already put it in our little prep thing. We talked so much COVID over the last, this episode, the last 10, whatever we do next is going to be about something fun and non-COVID related. Cause I think it's time to turn the corner on that type of thing. How do you feel about that? It feels great. Yeah. Um, my parents got a Tesla and I laugh. My dad got it. He's always wanted an electric car his whole life. I mean, I think like he dreamed of it when he was a kid. And, oh. now he, and I was like, you should get one, dude. Like, you're in yeah. your 80s. You should get one, bro. Yeah, if you got want one. Hey, got it, dude. And he was like, maybe. It was sad. He goes, maybe before I'm done. And that made me sad inherently. But he was like, maybe they can figure out this self-driving thing. And then the car will just drive me and your mom around. And I was like, yeah, man, maybe that's going to happen. That sounds dope. Like, that sounds incredible. Um, Turns out, like, the Tesla is complicated. Because they were like, 
you need to get all this information on the app before. And my dad, he was like, how do I get an app on my phone? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh no. We're starting off wrong, dude. <laughs> yeah, I drove over there and I was like, I downloaded the app. And then he, apparently it's delivering and they get notifications in the app. So I downloaded the app for myself on my phone. So I could just kind of keep it over. Our, it's like weird parenting your parents, right? Oh, yeah. Adventures in Deadland, but generationally swapped. <laughs> so I downloaded the app so I could keep an eye on what's happening. And he calls me. He's like, well, I'm not getting notifications. Is it possible you're getting them on your phone and not on my phone? And I was like, no, nah, I don't think it works like that. I'm really scared because apparently, I, and I don't know this, maybe if somebody drives a Tesla, you could tweet at Hey Colfax at me. Apparently, you unlock and lock the car with the app. Like the Whoa. app is an integral part of using the car. Ooh. Yeah, now I'm terrified. <laughs> Both my parents have the app on their phone and they're like, well, we don't know what to do with the app. And I'm like, you don't have the car yet. Like they're really worried about this app. They're like, what if, what if the app doesn't work? What if we get a phone? The app doesn't work. And I have to keep reassuring them. I'm like, dude, it's a big company. Like I can guarantee you Tesla and or Apple. We're not going anywhere anytime soon. It's going to be fine. But like, they're having like this technology phobia. And I'm like, yeah, Mm. this is what you get. Like you're going to be able to like, tell the car where you want to go and it's going to give you like directions and at some point it might drive it for you it's going to weird. be great but weird. You have to- sorry i don't mean to cut you off but weird that that he'd be excited like the whole thing hinges on trying to automate the driving part part Dude, but he wants good. but he wants a key no, I mean, I think you get a key. I don't know the answer. I may not get a key, dude. I don't know. I, we're going to find out later this week because they're getting it this week. Um it's scary that the whole thing hinges on their ability to have an app on their iPhones. Yeah. I mean, that's the scary part. They're going to be operating this vehicle with a lot of technology in it, and they're having a hard time figuring out the app. I mean, hopefully it will all be clear. I've got a friend that's got a Tesla. And I was like, is this going to be okay for them? And he's like, yeah, dude, it's going to be, once they get it, it will all make sense. I'm like, okay. Cause it's stressing me out, man. Like, I mean, we'll see. Well, because you're thinking you're thinking about it, but you don't have it to test, right? It's not in front of you. You you can't look at it. You can't stress test it, feel it out. Like, and the, the reason I'm like hanging on the key part is because I always found it weird. So I have a key fob for my my Prius, right? Mm-hmm. So you know it unlocks, locks, and then I don't need to use a key to turn on the car. I just press a button, which is not even novel anymore. Like all cars have buttons. In fact, when I drive my Jeep. I'm like wondering where the button is to turn on and off the car sometimes because I'm just so used to pressing that thing. Right. But cars don't even have buttons anymore. Like one of the, one of the crazy new things for like, I think a Honda or whatever is that the key fob will open the door automatically for you. So you can sit. And then when you sit in the seat for the driver's seat, it turns on the car. So you don't even need to like do anything. I don't, I, I, I will see what happens. That's terrifies me. And I feel like I'm not old. In fact, maybe for our next episode, what we should do is we should talk about exciting, weird car things. That's like high technology. Did you know? So all about electric cars. Did you know that the Mercedes EQS has a, uh, has a feature, Dude, dude, listen, it has a feature where you can say, Hey, I need a break. Like you talk to the car, you say, I need a break. It pulls over and then does like an aromatherapy session with like changes the dashboard to be like lights and shiny. And then yes. like turns on a heated massage and, you know, like smells of whatever come out of the dashboard. Like, dude, it's, it's high tech stuff. Talk about technology 
here, I'll put it in there. We'll talk about technology that's surprising to us that our kids are going to be used to. Seems like yeah. a good thing. Like like technology that our kids will take for granted that you and I think is like the future. Yeah, absolutely, right. dude. I like that. Right. That's great. All right. Well, we'll get into that next week. You can follow me on all the uh, socials at Hey Colfax. You follow me, Gerbil G3, R-B-I-L. Yes. Great. Talk to you next week. Adventures Dale went by. Adventures in Dadland. Yeah.